How are you doing today, Zachary Wigan? I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm feeling fresh. You just got a haircut. Feeling fresh. Yeah, dude. You look pretty fresh. Thanks, man. Um, got some sleep today. Not a lot, yeah, but more than four hours, so that's great for me. It's always a good thing, sleep. <laughs> dude, sleep is awesome. At the same time, I hate sleep because I feel like it takes away hours. It's a waste of time. I hate it's it. It's not really a waste of time. Well, it's not because you need it, but it also... It's a, it's a waste of time to the artist in you, right? Like the, the adventurer in you. Well, the guy that not wants to, to get body. things done, you know? Yeah. That's that's who it's a waste of time to because you know what I really wish is that I could either choose to eat food or sleep. Like, I shouldn't have to do both. Like, just like one or the other? Yeah, just one or the other. If so I, if you had a wish, like three wishes from a genie, that would be one of them? You'd be like, I wish to no, I only wish, have to I would, eat. I would just wish to be God. <laughs> like, I would just wish for godly powers. Like, why would I? That way I can do why my own thing. Time? Or like, or like great wisdom, right? Like, I would want, I would want to be, the, have the, the most wisdom. What's funny you that say. That way I can make more intelligent and wise decisions that would, that, for my remaining two wishes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that, something make, that, that can, makes me think I can it. use, not something that will be given to me. Right. right. No, I. That way I can make more. No, that's, I mean, that's quite admirable. I would say it makes me think of two things though. It makes me think of one when I was watching Aladdin as a kid, um, or a teenager or whatever. It made me think of like when he, you know, fools the evil wizard vizier into becoming a genie. It's like, well, yeah, why not just wish for all the powers of a genie yeah. without the downfalls? Yeah. But look, that's the whole point of wish stories is because that's why they give it. That's why the characters are simple people because they would not think their wishes through. There was I had a D and D character that was given a wish spell mm. from a, a, tra- a traveling band of gypsies, right? And I feel like uh, that's the last ones I would trust. <laughs> and my character uh, had just recently lost like two points of intelligence, right? So he was in the negatives for his intelligent like his modifier. modifier. So he's like, oh wow, so at least an eight. He was he was dumb. This yeah. was Sickle Rex, my lizard. Oh my yeah, lizard good guy. old Sickle Rex. And he he knew he was stupid. So he didn't make any wishes. He never used it because he's like, whatever I do will be wrong. He's <laughs> like, there's no way to do this correctly. So I'm just like, too dumb. <laughs> That's like the uh, the guy who quits smoking. He just keeps an unlit cigarette in his ear just to like remind him that it's too dangerous to use. That's not, people do that? Yeah. That sounds like the biggest temptation. That's like me carrying around a bag of cookies. Like, I mean... Like, I, why would I? Why would I do that? I do that kind of in like in a, in a week in a small way. Like when I go gro- grocery, grocery shopping, shopping, yeah, I go down the cookie and candy aisle and I just, oh man, I miss those. Oh, I love those, and I just, you know, I touch them and I put them back, <laughs> and then I don't buy them. Oh my god, like that sounds so like it's like a strip club for my sounds so difficult. My sugar brain. Sounds, I, I like the the idea because I'll do kind of something similar. I'll still look at the sweets and I'll look at them and I'll be like, no. And then, then I feel really good about myself that I that I, I choose not to buy them. But it's still, it's like torturing myself. It's like a tease. It's like I think that's part of it. It's, it's, that's it's like part the of devil the, on my shoulders. Yeah, like I'm, I'm still tempting myself. It's like why am I doing that? Why not just like avoid the temptation? Well, that's balance, right? That's why you have an angel and a devil on your shoulders, balancing yeah. You out. Yeah, hopefully the angel wins out more than the devil. I don't know. I thought about that. I've thought about that many times. Actually, it's like, do I really always want to be angelic? Because I think. If you're always too kind or, you know, if you don't know how to say no, for example, or you don't know how to draw a line, you know, between. Right. Sometimes you're saying sometimes you got to be the asshole. Yeah. You get no, walked. Get on. I've been walked on a lot in my life because I wear my heart on my sleeve most of the time. So well, yeah, I, I don't think being the angel all the time is good. I think especially as a leader of any kind, um, uh, in like of yourself or in a position of power over others, uh, you need to be 
a dick sometimes. Sometimes you oh, just yeah. need to be the bad guy. Oh, yeah, without and that's, a doubt. And that's yeah. okay. Like, you have to make those hard decisions. No, absolutely. And you have to be able to deal with whatever consequences come with that from yourself, your team, your, your rea- reality around you. Because, I mean, every every action has a consequence regardless of well yeah it's good it makes me, oh yeah absolutely i mean that's the universe it makes me think of um what you just said it makes me think of that movie seven six days seven nights with harrison ford and ann hesh i've and heard of it she I think, asked but... well one of my one of my favorite lines in the movie is she asked him like how come you're always so calm and cool and he's like well i'm the captain how does it help if i run around waving my hands in the air screaming oh shit we're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> No, I totally get that. I, I love crises because of that. Because I'm yeah. the one that's always calm. I've been through enough yeah. garbage in my life that I've, I've learned how to just like, all right, things are going bad right now. Just relax and do what needs to be done because freaking out's only going to make it worse. So just do what you can. Yeah, I uh, like because if you because uh, I feel like negative energy only feeds on itself a negativity and it will yeah. build so if you're if you're in a negative situation and you freak out you're only going to make it worse it's no, like i agree yeah it's it's weird because adrenaline will do that to you too it's like if you have a lot of adrenaline and you have to do something with precision like you get shaky and everything and you're like you're trying to do it but it's just like your, your body's freaking out on you but you need to be able to calm you down breathe it's it, horse right horse riding will, will happen a oh, lot well, too. especially if you're hard on yourself like i am i'm sure you are too yeah yeah you know, you ever you ever have um, you ever have like a punch ready to swing and then you don't swing it. And, yeah, and like then every you, time, and I'm... then you shake. No, but I mean, like you really like rev, like you're Mike Tyson rage level, yeah. and then you don't use that energy. And yeah, I've had that happen a few times in my life, and I, I literally like shake. My whole body will vibrate because like, it doesn't sick. know what to do with that. Yeah, no, I, feel, I feel like I'm gonna yeah. puke because yeah. like when I get that mad, dude. Yeah, and, and I and I and I know like being violent is only gonna make this worse. Like I only get in trouble. This will serve me in no way. But like it's okay. It's gonna sound gross, but. It's like an orgasm and you mm. don't complete, right? Yeah. That's it's the worst. Like, That's so stupid. And it's like, it's like, did I, it's like you didn't, it, you still have all that, that pent up, the energy and it's like nothing's happening. And you just feel like, well, it feels like you put a roadblock wrong and it feels like, yeah. so it's like, but it's fighting the universe. But Why? It's, it's better not to be violent. It's just, it's just uh, to, to be physically time. violent it is going to, it's usually better. I mean, yes, some things you have to, like if you're being attacked, right? Not being uh, aggressive back or running away, like using that adrenaline is going to be a negative. You just sit you there, know, shut I down, find and that do nothing. Like, I, no, I agree. And I find it dead it, is not the answer. No, it's like, it makes me think of people that, um, who are very, uh, like anti-gun, like ownership mm-hmm. or use. And then you, you know, my favorite is when you can, when you manage to find someone who'll actually answer the question who's so like anti, you know, Second Amendment or anti-gun. And then they ask, like someone will ask them, the interviewer or the reporter or whatever, I will ask them, well, well, what would you do in a situation? Like, what if someone breaks in your home? He's like, well, I'll call the police. It's like, well, all right, good luck. <laughs> You're going to wait for help when you can help yourself. Like, I, I, I know that's like a weird segue, but no, it makes me think of like, yeah, like, why are the, why are some people's minds trained so long for the police or not just the police, but ambulance? When my, the one time I needed the ambulance the most is when my father had his stroke, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like an eternity. Oh, yeah. They were there within five minutes. Yeah. Because it's literally two blocks away. When from, seconds from the count, help is minutes but away. Yeah, it, it it felt like an eternity. It was the longest time of my life was waiting for that ambulance. It was crazy. Yeah, and it was literally 
two like town blocks away. It was not even a mile, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane how, how long it takes. So if you're in a crisis situation and you need to protect yourself, you don't have time for the police to get there where you're going to hide. Okay. Yeah. What if they find you? What are you going to do? Where are you going to hide in your house that they can't find you? Like, really? You hide under the bed? You can see under the bed. You hide in the closet? Well, they're probably going to hear you breathe or shift or something. Or, you know, they're going to find you. And what if you're injured? What if you were already attacked and you managed to get away? Like, did you ever listen to David Spade's story of of his his aide, the person he worked with for three, that worked for him for three years that attacked him in the middle of the night? What? Dude, it's it's an amazing story, really. He, He told it, I heard it recently on a podcast um, I'm not sure whose it was, so I'm sorry I can't, you know, tell you which. But to sum up the story, basically, um, it was in the middle of the night, and this guy attacked him and punched him, and and he met David Spade's a little guy, so he managed yeah. to squirm away because apparently this guy was like really big, and um, uh, you know, he hit him several times, so he was like losing blood and consciousness, but he managed to like double back, he managed to get out of the house and then and then get back in the house and then. Locked, locked the door. door but that wasn't a guarantee that the guy couldn't get back in yeah there's windows so windows then he break really oh yeah and then the house is full of windows it's a mansion he said right yeah <laughs> he's like of course and then he, he goes back to his bedroom where he had a shotgun underneath his bed right and he went into a bathroom but then he made a really good point he's like you know he's like that's when i realized that like my adrenaline was starting to fade a little bit and i was starting to feel woozy and dizzy it's like i can pass out at any moment because he was losing blood he'd been concussed you know hitting and, and shit like that and he's like he made a good point he's like what if i pass out in this bathroom even though the door's locked no one knows where i'm in nobody knows i'm here and it's like yeah that's a really good point so what how does any of your defenses serve you you know then it's like yeah you've got to you've got to attack you've got to you've got to take out the problem wow that's insane i know so what how was it resolved do you remember did he end up he managed to get uh, a hold of the police and then um he realized that he didn't want to you know pass out in his bathtub so he, t- he took what consciousness he had left and he just toted his shotgun around his house you know calling out the guy letting him know he's like i got a shotgun i'm gonna hit you in the leg and then the head you know what i mean if you come at me whatever um and then he said he went out the backyard and the police were just arriving in the back and they made him put down his gun and all that stuff and then they, they assured him that there were police in the front and they i guess they got the guy wow. but yeah Knew the guy for three years. And then he just one night was standing in the door like a horror movie, just looking at him. That's and he so woke weird. up to it. Why would you... Man. Dude, who knows? You can't trust no one. No, you can't. Especially if you're famous and rich like that. Who the fuck can you trust, man? You know? Yeah, that's Nobody. a whole other life that I can't <laughs> can't imagine being like a, a rich and famous person. I could see, you know, rich, I could, I could imagine. But being famous as well is like that kind of like life-altering, like, like... Because no matter where you well, go, famous you're is be worse, noticed. right? Yeah, I would never yeah. want to be famous. Like, yeah. like maybe like locally and like you know a little bit here. Small and there. town hero. Yeah, you know I've been I've I've you know I've been recognized in the city before. Because oh, of, I know because of medieval times. Yeah. So I mean, and that's kind of cool. But like to be that kind of level of famous, where like no matter where you go, you're being bombarded with people. Right? Mm-hmm. People are bugging you all the time. To, to either talk to you, trying to get a deal with you, trying to do this, trying to use you. You can't trust no one. Everyone wants something from you. And then you're rich on top of it. So you, so you have the means to do something. But you, how do you discern what's the right investment, too? Like, because people are, I'm sure, coming up to him all the time. Like, hey, man, I got this story. It's great. Oh, you know, God, man, can, I can you get, imagine. Can you pass this along for yeah. me? You know, like, listen to my mixtape mix thing. You know? Oh, it <laughs> you totally know? is. Yeah, you it's got to be like in a whole, like, the, the upper echelons of like street mixtapers. Yeah, absolutely. 
I've had people come up to me. I'm nobody. And I've had guys come up to me on the street, like, you know, just to try to hustle a tip or something. It's like, dude, no, I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to hear it. Thank you. It's like, you got to be rude because otherwise, you know, it's like the guy at the stop trying to wipe your window. You know, no, 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 don't wipe it. Don't, don't spray it. I don't want it. You don't really see that anymore, though. Even in the city, I don't really see people. I don't see that hustle anymore. Not, not the, the window wipers, but you do get narajas selling. You got those oranges. Uh, well, I, actually, I used to buy, um, watermelons. My favorite, one of my favorite fruits to buy was watermelon from the guys that drive the truck around the city in the summertime. Because the watermelons they sell are like the ones I grew up with. They're not these inflated, like, you know, genetically altered, gigantic watermelons that have, like, no flavor and the seeds are white even though they're, like, matured. Like, they're the old school ones where they're, like, really dark and round and they're sweet. Dude, they're like candy. They're like, oh, they're so delicious. Like, that's the watermelon I grew up on. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, a lot of fruits and vegetables are kind of nasty now because they've, like forced them into like these accelerated Their growth flavor just isn't as strong i went i was at yeah. jewel the other day and i bought uh you know fruit and it, like there was no flavor though yeah like the, like pears what the fuck did they do to pears man well the blueberries didn't taste like anything they yeah. just they, they they didn't have flavor like they just they were just fiber i'm like this is gross the raspberries didn't have i'm like yeah. raspberries should be sour like what's yeah. going on here yeah. even if you're not ripe but like it should have some flavor like it's so strange to buy raspberries and they taste bland yeah, yeah it's very strange Especially like, if you know what it tasted like before. And they're still expensive. Oh, of course. They're like $5. That <laughs> doesn't like, go down. That goes up. Yeah. Yeah. The price never goes down. It goes up. Yeah, that's a, a crazy thing. It's like, a prices, crazy thought. Prices don't go down. Yeah. So regardless of inflation. So it's like, how do you how do you ever win? <laughs> how do you get ahead? It's like, how do you get that I think, more well, money you, than, than things are costing? That's well, I think that's crazy. what the real, like a real economy, like controlling an economy, that's why we have crashes, right? The, the, I, I really think they're kind of planned in a way because you have to crash, you have to crash the value of things so you can reset the timer on their degradation or on their degradation. You know, so you know how like they do controlled burns and forest fires and stuff yeah, like that to, exactly. to stop major fires. Yes. Could you do that with, that's what happens with in, the economy? That Could is what a crash control, is. Yeah. But that's like controlled control crashes, right? Like controlled burns and like, and then like make it so like, you know, we're going to, we're going to just for now, you know, for like this, this year, we're going to, we're going to drop all our, our prices or, you know, or, or short, all, whatever, raise all the prices. And, and then, uh, how well, I'll put it to you this works. way. Why else do you think, in a joint effort, every loan company, every bank or credit union, essentially, this happened recently, but let's go back to 2007, um, would suddenly be dropping interest rates on people with mediocre or bad credit and making it easier to get loans to buy houses. Why? Because they know what that will generate. Mm. That's my 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 conspiracy, but <laughs> I don't think it's really a conspiracy. You can see it happening just yeah. by looking at what's going on. Because they know that that it will inflate value and then crash. So the people who have lots of money, the billionaires, can then go and scoop up all this land, all this de- and a lot of it developed, yeah. right? Commercially developed housing and stuff like that. And I mean, land is still land is still the game. That's still the game. That's still the the big game on planet Earth is is realty. You know? Yeah. Because when you owned. When well, you own land, you own you own Earth, you own a piece of the planet. I mean, that's, that's nothing more true. powerful, really. You know, that's really I never thought about that that it being that way. It's like you own a piece of the Earth, like that's actually I really like that that, that frame. 
That makes me feel really cool, actually. Yeah, you yeah. In, 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 you were, I mean, a landlord that's in the fucking title. Yeah. You are a lord <laughs> of some land, dude. Yeah, right? That's uh, that's awesome. You know, that that's something I never got about, like, Native Americans. They say that they don't have, they never had, like, the idea of a, a land ownership. That's but, not true. But they definitely had territories. No, they did. Yeah. They definitely had spaces, like, dude, this is where we hover around. This is our, our space. Don't you come near us. That's just another Hollywood fight lie. Back. Yeah, no, that, very... Indian tribes, uh, native tribes, however you want to call them in America, most definitely had an idea of ownership and and property and territory. Most definitely. Sure, I'm sure you can find the obscure tribe or whatever that didn't. You know. I, I think that where the the miscommunication comes in to today's like understanding of it mm. is that how easy it was for us to trade for it. I think that the Indian, the Native Americans, they just didn't know what they were signing a lot of the time because it was in English and it wasn't explained to them properly and they didn't know what they were getting out of it, you know? Well, I would think that they were forced to sign anything. I mean, yeah, what, forced, what does a contract yeah, just, mean just, to a, just bullied a, a into Sioux it. Indian? Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't have contracts. It's not like they, can, they can't counter offer. They don't have their own lawyers. Yeah. It's like the, the invaders say, say look, um, if you don't sign this piece of paper... We're going to come back with our flags, our guns, and our horses. You know, I mean, that's something that's actually really cool about the Vikings is that they integrated with societies a lot of the time they would actually like become a part of them they didn't just try and like this is now i mean they had daneland right but like still like they would they they homogenized with the rest of the people that were there where did that happen that i read a story or i rather i was listening to um is a documentary on viking you know history and they were there there was an example of that of how like the a certain um like clan or tribe of Vikings, they invaded, they were like, you know, they would raid coasts and stuff and they invaded a certain like town and then they just lived there. Yeah. So they, and they didn't, they didn't claim any like nobility or power, even though they had like defeated the forces of the people that mm-hmm. lived there. They just moved in. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, think it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Because really what they're trying to do is just bring prosperity for themselves and their family. Yeah. They're, I mean, to, well, that's why I was go, saying to go Viking just means to, to go raiding. That's what a, Vi- a Viking is more, is not really like a, uh, a profession in the sense of, um, like I'm a farmer, right. Vi- to go Viking is like, is like, okay, we're going raiding. Like the, this is how we're going to get, you know, some money for our, our, our home. Is and to our take family. from others. Well, yeah. that's why there's this, like, I guess you could say a, a progressive or a liberal's view of the world or let's just call it a left view, is that the world is made up of the oppressed and the oppressors. And I don't think that's accurate. Even though I do think there are the oppressed and there are oppressors, I don't think that's the primary group of uh, troublemaking. I would say mm-hmm. I would say this instead. I would I would argue that humans are predators and what happens more often is predation is the fact that because what do predators do they take what they need mm-hmm. for themselves and their family right right for their but only their packs. what they need until they need it again but they don't generally stick around to complete to, to make they don't generally stick around to like oppress right and again mm-hmm. there's plenty of history on oppression in human society right. and history i'm not saying it doesn't exist it's definitely a big part of human history but i think a bigger part is the fact that we are predators that you know and, and that i guess the reason i make that distinction is that in a way it's kind of forgiving to our actions because it's like uh, the spider and the fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who who are you mad at? Or who does God favor in the web? The spider or the fly? 
right? Right. It's like the the Aesop's fable with the the scorpion and the frog. It's like well, a scorpion's always going to yeah. be a scorpion. You know, like, right. Why would you trust a scorpion? Like you know, it's not. It's it's just in his nature to do this. This mm-hmm. is it's not that he was wrong or it wasn't you know right it's just like that's his nature and that's what so, i would say is in our nature is that we're that we're predators yeah i don't think that's really well, what we I are mean, we are we have forward eyes right our, mm-hmm. our, our ears are they're not pointed anymore but they are they do come to like a a point almost yeah uh they're not you know rounded per se and then droopy kind of like a like a bunny mm-hmm. right like bunnies are are obvious uh prey animals because yeah, their cause eyes are hearing, on the side right and yeah and they're very twitchy too the whole time they're right looking around so yeah we're de- i would say we're definitely predators we've been uh domesticated we domesticated ourselves oh for yeah sure. for sure um just through social mostly through social interactions because it doesn't it doesn't uh bode well for a race to only be um aggressive right like you can't sure you i mean need, that's you need cooperation to well that's be able i think to build greater things yeah, no, I agree. I think that I would say that is like I like what Christopher Hitchens once said that that is the origin of morality is the idea is the selfish notion that helping each other increases our survivability. Right. So therefore it, it, it serves us directly mm. to be good to others. You know? Yeah, I was watching something about morality and how it like formed, and that's what they say is the reason it, it's evolutionary advantage to being um altruistic is what they were really getting at Mm -hmm. is because like if you help someone else um it will it will eventually help you your genes live on regardless if it's helping you or your children because like if you you know how like uh, monkeys will make different sounds for a different prey but when they make those sounds to warn the 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 rest of the the whatever the pack of monkeys right? right um they uh they are the ones the one that made the sound they're the one that's gonna get eaten usually but, oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, the sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. so it's like you're you're being the ones taking the risk. to save the rest of the the clan, but it's gonna make it so that your genes still live on regardless. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, literally every action is a selfish action. I mean, no, it is. Yeah, at at base, no matter. I mean, how you interpret that word, it, it, I don't degrees, think it's a bad thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't think so either. I think you need to be right. You, know, you need to think of yourself because you people in your life are going to come and go right let it be through deaths let it be through moving whatever mm-hmm. but you are always stuck with yourself so mm-hmm. you have to make sure what you're doing is good for you and mm-hmm. is right for you and you're going to be happy because you can't escape yourself you can't run away right so uh we were talking now that we got all that out of our system we were talking uh the other night about respect yes and uh you said something that I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it felt like to me that there's no, I I believe in respect for your elders, right? That's how I was raised. And it's still something that I would convey. And I got the impression that you don't agree with that. No, I was told, I was told the same thing as well growing up, like respect your elders, but I don't think just because you're older, you deserve respect. That's not the the deciding factor of respect for me. Like that isn't, you don't automatically get respect just because you're older. You have to still prove yourself to me regardless of your age like i can respect you i'm not going to treat you like like garbage you know i'll still like you know well i think maybe we interpret that saying differently because respect for my elders to me always meant and still does mean that i give older people a um let's say a bigger chance to 
uh, more room to prove themselves as respectful people to mm-hmm. me in, in, in any situation. So in other words, like I won't be quick to judge them because they are my elder. They're older than me. They've been around longer. Maybe I need to listen longer to what they're saying or watch them longer to understand the complexity of whatever advice or, 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 or knowledge they may, may be, may be able to share, whether directly or indirectly. Right. So it's more of like a, like a, like an extra, you know, like an extra moment of respect. Let's put it that way. I don't know how <laughs> you, else to you say give it. them another beat. Yeah. They get a wider, they get a wider birth, you know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to someone who's younger than me, who I would have, let's say less tolerance or less time to wait for or to tolerate in general. I, that's how I look yeah, at it. I don't, I don't, I don't think I do it. I, don't, I think what I do is like, um, everyone starts out as neutral pretty much. Right. And like, I, like, I don't like you. I don't dislike you. You're just, you're just there. You're just an NCD that exists. And then as time goes on, you either, you know, you start getting points in one column or the other and whichever starts to outweigh, that's how my opinion is going to shift towards you. Um, and then with respect, it just kind of follows along with that. I just don't I don't think because you're older that you deserve respect just because you've been on this earth longer. Well, like that, does, that doesn't make sense to me. I I think that you either you need to show why I should respect you, like share knowledge, do do work, do something, show something. Well, that sounds I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding you, but that sounds to me kind of hostile. It sounds like you're just always ready to like regardless of authority or age or or personage that um or patronage rather that you're just ready to like discount someone like you're just ready to fire and say that person's useless well yeah yeah i would say it's that's that's kind of accurate because like if you're not if you're not a tool you're an obstacle if i can't use you in any way why why are you in my life i don't need to bother with you i don't need to pay attention to you so i need need to know as soon as possible where you stand in my life if you're going to be a hindrance or if you're going to be a use someone that's useful and that's not just like uh, like directly useful, right? You you can, you just need to at least like be able to show some kind of like you could just be there as a friend and be there to to listen, to be, to have good conversation, but to do whatever. Or I mean, if but if you're gonna continue to have negativity in my life, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna bother with you. Well, you make such a personal example, though. I I feel like this this is getting more complicated than it needs to because I'm starting to get confused. I mean, not every person you meet who's older than you is, is, is someone important to your life. I mean, you know, everyone's a stranger for, oh, at yeah, first that's anyway. Why you're neutral then. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're mis, I, we're obviously misunderstanding. I'm misunderstanding you. Cause I, I guess the way I look at it is like, if I go, let's say for an example, if I go to, um, a job, right. And, um, let's say the job is, um, repairing chairs. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We, we, we fix old chairs. Now we've got, um, I'm 40 and then my one coworker's 22. Okay. So he just started doing this like two years ago. Okay. okay. And, um, uh, my other coworker is 57. Now he just, he just started a couple months before me. So he doesn't have the same seniority as the younger guy. Right. But he's, he's repaired a lot of things in his life because he's older. He's had lots of chances and experiences that give him little bits of knowledge in how to like approach problem solving for uh, right. fixing a chair. Maybe yeah. maybe fixing a chair is not always simple, right? There's different situations. Right. Yeah. So the younger guy has more skill be, uh, as far as the company is concerned and how he was trained because he's been there longer than both of us. But the older coworker, he's been around longer in life 
than both of us. So I generally, my position as far as respect is concerned, leans toward him in, in, in terms of I'm willing to give him more room to be quirky or offensive until I learn whether or not he really is a wise, useful person of society or as a coworker. Does that make sense? Whereas with the young man, I know he's still got a lot to learn. Now, I can still learn from him. I'm not saying I right. can't. In fact, he might be training me. Right. But that's that's just kind of how I look at it, if that makes any sense. I don't see those two people in my eyes are not on the same level. They just can't be because the 22-year-old is missing out on, you know, what, 35 years of life. And even if the old the older guy has uh, been a total bum his whole life, it, it, even just Life is accidental, right? I mean, you just learn things accidentally, whether you want to or not. So I know I'm, 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 it's getting convoluted, but that's what I mean by like respect for. That's how I interpret that respect for my elders. I know we're, I'm dragging this on now at this point. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I mean, okay. So how would I treat that? Yeah. If if um if I had been working at a company, right, and then a younger guy has been working there less than me, but an older guy has been working there longer than me, or less than me. Eh, a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, I would. I mean, I don't know about respect, but I would definitely go to the guy that's been there longer for advice on whatever. Well, yeah, I guess, okay. I don't know. This this is actually more complicated <laughs> than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a difficult, it's a social interaction. I yeah. think all social interactions are difficult. Yeah. I mean, there's no real easy answer. This is just how you, how do you, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with the, these questions? quirks in life you know mm-hmm. like as i think people are so complicated you know well because yeah sorry, there's so many things that you don't see as well like i i mean i agree there that he has more life experience therefore he may have different like uh points of view and can see the world differently than you do so i mean there's there's a use out of it and i can respect that but but if he's not willing to share that knowledge then or, or do anything with it or you know if he's just a lazy guy right. and isn't working at all uh, I'm not gonna respect him just because he's older like no you're a shit worker I'm not gonna use you that's uh, yeah and that's a good point because it's some that makes me think of um I I come into this 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 particular um, argument all the time because I I help elderly people in my family right now so I help elderly people that are friends. And, um, sometimes someone will make a, like, kind of like a sideways judgment of me. It's like, you know, why are you being so harsh? Or like, you know, why is it such a big deal to like help them to do little things? And it's like, well, from your point of view, you see a, a sick elderly person and you just want to help them, right. but you just want to help them that one time. What you don't, I think what a lot of people don't realize who aren't around sick elderly people a lot is that they're still people, they're still humans. So they're not just of suffering from health issues they're suffering from woe and laziness as well so they're not just old and sick they're old sick lonely and lazy yeah and you have to approach that with a certain aggression because otherwise you'll be uh, you'll turn into a slave of yeah. this person you're trying to help and then you'll 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 hate them for it because they're yeah. asking you for little things that they should be doing themselves if they can yeah right so i have different examples of course of people in my life that are like that. Um, one who doesn't fit that necessarily is my grandmother. I would say it's the opposite with her. I'm usually trying to rein her from doing too much for herself. 
because she doesn't want to give yeah. up on life. And I think that is more admirable. Yeah, for honestly. sure. <laughs> I think that is a way better position as an older person to take. It's like it's like no, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make me stop. I'm not gonna ask you for help. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to like to stop me from doing this because I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna go guard. I'm gonna go do what I need to do because this is what needs to get done, and I've always done it. And I refuse to give up. Yeah, I mean that's really what it comes down to is refusing to give up. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and that that, it, that that is I respect. So, yeah. I respect that's that. That's a healthy will. mindset. Yeah, yeah. The refusal to give up. Yeah. I mean, so going to respect your elders as well. I mean, I I will be more polite to older people. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I also think that, like, if I'm sitting down and there's no more chairs left, and there's an elderly person that walks in, especially if they're family or whatever, I will definitely offer them the seats. Like, oh, did you want to? Do you want to? You want to sit here? Um, but that's mostly because. Because they done, they've done the same. I assume they've done the same for others. Mm. You know, so there might like, be yeah, evidence in their act that they have done this before. Right. So yeah. it's like it, it's kind of like paying into Social Security, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so now that you've you paid into Social Security, now the younger generation is going to pay for you to, for your Social Security. It's the same kind of idea. It's like well. You gave up your chair before for someone, so I'm going to give you my chair. Like this is what goes around comes around. So event so. It's just kind of like, for me, it's just like, you got to do the hard shit now because you're young, right? And you're able to. This old person can't can't stand for very long. So give him the chair. Yeah. And that's just polite. Do you, do you feel it's rude to treat um, people with illness, like severe, like say mental illnesses or disabilities, um, as though they're as though they don't exist like to like you ever notice like some people just try to like pretend like uh, uh i'm trying to think of a good example i had one and i lost it you know it's like someone who maybe has severe downs or something right mm-hmm. or severe re- retardation and they they simply don't have the social skills like they, they may have the intelligence like they can understand what you're saying and things like that um or maybe let's say they're let's say they're very severe. They don't even they have trouble even like you know locking in on on like uh, speech and thought and things like that. And then some people and then you know a stranger or whatever or a family member or whatever will treat them like there's nothing wrong, like they're just a normal person in the situation. Do you feel like that's ever rude? Do you think it's rude to not acknowledge, to pretend or not acknowledge illnesses of other humans when you're in like a social engagement? Because I feel like it's so fake sometimes. Not always. I but. feel like sometimes though, it's you don't want to treat them like you know, like A they're baby. like they're less. Yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want to treat them less than what what they can achieve. If you can push them and treat them a little more normal, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a good thing because you start because because if you're treated like you're sick and ill and all and and, and you know um, have mental disabilities and stuff like that, you're gonna start to fall into that trap and you're only going to, it reinforces that idea and then you stop doing less for yourself and that kind of hurts your will so if you if you treat this person a little harder you could try and give them a little push to be a little more like quote-unquote normal right and they can achieve to that state then great like you always want to push have one foot outside of your comfort zone right just like keep going keep going keep going i think that's very useful and i think that's very important to keep a uh to keep your independence and to keep your 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 will going is it is it respectful or or rude to um to uh make people laugh about their disabilities because like that's my generally that's my like inclination so like if somebody has a funny walk that they can't help 
you know, mm. let's say I know them enough that I think it might be funny to like like mimic their walk coming up to them, right? Do you think that's like, in, <laughs> do you think that's insensitive or is that just like funny? I think that's hilarious. I think it's hilarious too because because, that, because to me it's an endearment. I'm yeah, not trying to make yeah, fun of not, you. We're not making fun. Not of you. like not to hurt atta- you. We're not attacking you to make right? you laugh. It's, yeah, it's like it's like because that guy like you fucking asshole. Well, some people <laughs> find that very rude. Like, how do you do you find that rude? Is that insensitive? No, not if you know the person and you're friends with them and you're you know you're. You're treating like you would you would raz your best friend, right? right. You would give them a hard time about whatever. Just you a said, little tease. You said some you know. stupid words or something like that. You give them some shit about it, you know. I would do the same thing, you know. I, I don't want to. It's like what I'm saying is like don't treat them like they're yeah like they're less than human. Treat them like they're like anyone else because that way they feel more they feel more normal that way. Do you think that? Um I mean, especially with, like with me and I, and I have like, um, I have learning disabilities. Like I can't, I don't read that well. Right. So I'll make fun of that all the time. Like, and, and a lot of the time, the main reason I do that is so that other people don't do it. I was going to say, it always felt like a coping mechanism for you because you, you do a decent job of making me laugh when you do that. So I feel sated i don't need it like ever. exactly i never like, feel tempted if you to make, make fun, fun of it. yourself others won't make fun of you i guess it's fairly not, true not only can they they feel like they can't hurt you with that because you're already said it and then also it's been said now and I, then yeah it doesn't it uh, you can move past it i feel that's see that's what i i feel like that is my major contention with people who are just who claim to be too sensitive or really are too sensitive t- sensitive about any dig at their character or identity or whatever because they can't laugh at themselves and that's really important you got to be able to laugh at yourself you got to see the funny you got to see if something is silly about you you have to recognize it as silly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like you can't feel so offended all the time i feel to me that's a form of bullying is is to to to, to impose others to feel as as upset as you are triggered because you're so sensitive like like really like yeah. really, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're making you the bad guy at that right. point. It's like I'm not, well, I'm not a bad guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Not, it's yeah. like, I was just just giving you crap. Like, calm down. It's, it's I, gonna I be okay. I feel like that's the that's the main thing I notice when I'm on social media is is or you know because it never happens in person. I've yet to have some Karen you know jump in my face or um, I don't know like you know someone who's not. Uh, straight or whatever, like you know, has some like unique identity. Like, they come up to me and, and because I made a joke that they found offensive or something, right? Well, a lot of people are cowards in real life. That's though. true. They're yeah, gonna, in person, not, most people are cowards. I they're agree. They're not going to confront you. <laughs> I, that's something I've learned. Like, if someone says that that uh, so someone's trying to start drama with you, right? Like, yeah. they're, and they're saying like, "Hey, did you hear this person was talking bad about you? They did this. They said this. That's about all you. that. Yeah. And then it's like. You go confront that person that that supposedly was talking bad about you. Half the time they didn't say it, or, yeah. they, or they they'll claim they didn't say it. Right, and it's like, hey man, I heard this was this is happening. Is it true? You're like, nah, I didn't say anything like that. Like, what are you? What's going on? And I was like, oh, this other person was trying to start stuff. I guess, dude. It, so I, yeah. I, I, so you got then you got to decide who's lying to you, which is a different quandary and a different problem. But at least you can clear the air and you're not running off of false pretenses and stuff. And you don't like that's just it. You're not around this person and like scowling at them for something you think they said, but you don't know because you weren't there. And this other person could be lying. And it's just it's it's just better to confront your demons. If I care enough, I will do that. I, you know, if because I don't really give a shit if someone starts a rumor about me unless it affects me directly somehow. So if it if it does and then I care enough, I will confront it right away. 
And I do, I like, I love being, I actually find it fun to be kind of confrontational or at least be honest immediately, like communicate immediately when something's wrong, right? So like, <laughs> this happened more than once actually, but the one that I remember the best was uh, a long time ago, like in early 2000s, I was um, at a bar in a hotel downtown and I met some girls with a friend of mine. And then we went to the alumni club. We were dancing and drinking, yada, yada. So we got a table. And I finally got, you know, I'm just kind of like schmoozing her the whole time. Not directly, but like, you know, just kind of warming her up, hitting on her, flirting on her. Finally, I got her phone number, right? So as soon as she gave me her phone number, I took out my, my cell phone, which was like the first cell phone I ever had in my life, I think. Mm. It was like a Motorola. And I started dialing the number right away. And she she looked at me wide eyed like oh my god you're actually doing that and my friend Brad started laughing right away he's like he's calling you right now because when I dialed when I dialed the number it was fake so I called her on it but I got the real phone number after that so it was almost like a weird test maybe that she didn't she didn't she didn't expect me to do that but I just love that like right away I'm just gonna like test like okay you say this like I'm gonna test what you say or like yeah what you can it's so say. weird yeah. that she'd give you a fake number just say nah. This keeps the night the way it is. You know, it's like, why do you got to lie? I hate that. I hate fucking lying. Well, because like you said, social interactions are so weird. People don't know how to manage social interactions when they fall apart. Yeah. You know, because people, most people, I, I feel like, and this includes me, like there's just so many things you don't know how to manage in life, you know, so many situations. So if you're not willing to, um, not to pat myself on the back, but if you aren't willing to like sort of just take the reins in the moment and figure it out, you, you, you look for an exit strategy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always, I don't know, I think it's just better to be honest, too. Like, I, that's, always, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's more fun, too. It's more <laughs> way more entertaining, especially the older I get, because I, I just care so little, if at all, about, um, I don't know, pe- judgments of myself, like people, what people think of me, in the sense that if they, in, in the negative sense, right? I care about the positive things that people think about me. Like, right, you know, right, yeah. If, if I'm doing something right, I want mm-hmm. it to be done right. But if, if, you know, if you just don't like me for whatever reason, which there's plenty of people that don't, yes. I, I just don't give a shit, you know? Yeah, no, and I think that's a good way because you can't, you can't force people into liking you. Or, Why would you? Yeah. I used I, to be that way when I was young. I, I really tried very hard. Yeah, the people please right? Yeah, oh God, I really I'm wanted to make girls like me, women to like me. It's like, yeah. I'm like, why? Why? It's like, how about you? <laughs> how about yourself? Yeah, do you, you like know? yourself? I think that's what's Try important. to make yourself happy. Yeah, if you're if you're happy with yourself, then you're bound to attract other people. If if you like who you are, well, then eventually there's got to be other people that like you too then. No, it's, an, it's a net or an aura, however you want to look yeah. at it. It's not a fishing line. Yeah. No, people can definitely like, um, can tell the, the difference if you like yourself or if you don't. Yeah. And if you, because then you're like, you're just more open. You're more, you're happier and people are attracted to that kind yeah. of like. You're more fun life. usually too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What what is the what's the first trait about yourself that you you want other people to know about you if if you if you feel you like them or respect them? Oh, that I'm hardworking. Yeah. That I, that I, if if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. Your word is your bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That, that just my my uh, work ethic is really good, and that 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 encompasses like um my my word, my uh, determination, like everything about it. You know. Going off well, of respect, do you think? One thing I'm, I'm always worried about is honor. I feel like honor is such a forgotten word in our society, in our world, that it really means almost nothing. Like, it's almost like a quiet thing. It well, has I to think be so that, 
for me intimate. honor is 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 my work my work ethic is i think kind of like evolves the honor aspect too because it's my word that's my bond you know if i say something i'm gonna do it if i i'm not gonna lie you know i'm honest um i try and do the right thing every all the time and i mean we all fail at points so you can't always do the right thing right but i'm never gonna i'm never gonna make things seem how they are if they're not that way like i'm not gonna lie to you about like yeah i can get this done if mm. i can't get it done I'm, I'm gonna tell you you know so the the term fake it until you make it that's not in that's not in your uh it is for some things like happiness i think that's important to fake it until you make it like if you're if you're really down and stuff like that like just put a smile on like that alone will will it will encourage endorphins and stuff to to flow through your body that's why i like singing because it uh or exercising but uh, singing, mm. basically, it, um, yeah, you know, it puts, uh, it brightens you up. You yeah, know? especially. Puts hope in your heart kind of thing. You're singing certain songs, too, about happiness and about love and stuff. About like anything, really. It's weird. Actually, um, I find that if I'm sad and I sing a sad song, it actually makes me feel better. As opposed to singing a happy song. Like just song. getting it out of there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can really, like, articulate, you know, the scientific process of it, but... Like, uh, that's why I really like, um, it's sad to say even in, in description of itself, but, um, like guys like Chris Cornell, like a lot of, a lot of the, like the best sad songwriters, they killed themselves or they were killed. It's kind of strange. I mean, like, you know, Jim Morrison, you know, Chris Cornell, there's just a bunch The list goes on, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and their lyrics, cause I'm a, I'm a lyric guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously melody means a lot to me, but I really... I really get lost in good lyrics because that's where the story is. That's where, you know, what that's whatever that is trying to be conveyed message, is being put into yeah. and put into words. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying that a lot of people that sing, sing sad songs, uh, they, they've killed themselves or have been, I killed. think, I think it, well, from, from my point of view, it mm-hmm. seems like some of the best sad songs ever written were written by extremely sad people. And it just seems like a lot of them also killed themselves. Like their sadness was so great, they, well, okay. they killed themselves out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you can't really fake that, right? That kind of sadness and some of those great. I don't sad think songs. you can fake anything. That's so. why the term "fake it until you make it." I've always disliked that, no? that term. Yeah. See, I, I, think I don't think you can fake anything, not genuinely. Because who are you lying to? <laughs> who are you lying to the most when you when you fake? Oh, yourself. Yes. So, but, but sometimes you gotta lie to yourself. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta like, because I think like. Hope is almost a lie. Hope is almost like like you're just going off of like, you know, you're going against what is being shown to you in reality. So it's like, I know everything's shit right now, but eventually things are going to be are going to be OK. Like you're just hoping that like things may not go OK. Yeah, but it's not a guarantee. So that's why it's it's a gamble. It's a prayer in, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not totally certain. I mean, there's a you know, it's like. There's a chance, you know, it's one yeah, right. in a million. There's, but a, there's, there's a light. I can there's see, a light I can somewhere. See the the wave coming. Well, I've told you this many times. I I I'm pessimistic about my optimism. Like I, I, I it really upsets me that I'm just a naturally optimistic person. I feel like my life would be easier if I was. Well, we talked about this already. I think. Yeah, I don't remember if we said that one out though, because we talked about it on the one episode that we that we cut short. I thought, but I can't remember. If we actually got that out there. I think like, uh, I think it's stupid in general, not always sometimes like the memes or the stories are right, but like to just 
shit on younger generations like millennials or Gen Z uh, or Zoomers, whatever, you know, to, to just automatically blame them for what's the issues of society. It's I, like I whatever the problems are, they're also the ones that are going to fix it. Yeah. Right. I mean, there. that's where the, that's, that's why I mean by like, I'm optimistic. Like I, cause I, one thing about being young, if you remember being young is that you were stupid, but once you learned or you lied and once you like lived through the lying or lived through your ignorance, your stupidity, rather mm-hmm. your ignorance is what cured that is what brought you out of it because you wanted to learn, you started or started to learn rather that you started to learn that you wanted to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a point in, in all of our, I think our young age, some people hit it late in life or never hit it at all but that's rare i think most people reach a point and many points in their lives where they realize oh i want to learn more about what i was wrong about because that was something i believed very strongly and i was wrong about it or now i feel i was wrong about mm-hmm. it yeah and that that's wisdom to me is 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 discovering that that enlightenment the enlightenment of wanting to learn yeah i think that's just a natural human thing too i think we're very cu- curious creatures like we we seek out knowledge we seek out novelty you know we're constantly in fantasy constantly in fantasy we're always fantasizing always yeah i I definitely think about how bizarre that is that's so bizarre to me that we just fantasize nonstop all day long well it's it's planning right like that's that's like what we're we're great at right is being able to to take past experiences project them into the future and then kind of imagine what that would be like that's you know that's fantasy and that's just that's like how would i deal with the situation if mm-hmm. you know or when mm-hmm. it's it's i think that's that's a very important part of life is being well, able a, to yeah it is it, yeah, especially our world imagine yeah and like i don't know what it is i feel like a lot of people have very weak imaginations too like they don't really think outside the box anymore at least as adults i don't know if that's an adult thing or if that's a uh, a modern thing because i feel like uh adults just kind of like you 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 stop trying to make alternative leaps you you only take what has happened in the past and you're, you're it's like your pattern recognition has gotten more ingrained and you're not trying to see oh, how man. else it could be you're no, not looking at alternative perspectives that is such a good point because it uh, i don't want to misquote Elon Musk but he had i i want to say he he had a criticism about um education especially at higher levels because he, he, this is verbatim, it's not verbatim, but he, he was talking about in an interview how he could go anywhere in the world and and find a, an exceptional engineer, right? Someone who's just really good at, at solving problems. But he says they're, they waste a lot of time, I guess is what he was trying to say, on solving problems that don't matter. Because their their goals are, are goals that don't matter. So they, 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 they solve these complex problems and they're good at it, but they don't develop anything from it no imagination comes from it because Mm -hmm. they're not using their imagination and it's very interesting because i i have a friend who's like that he's um i think he kind of struggles with it his brain is just so overpowered that i think it causes him anguish because he's he thinks so fast and he's so good at problem solving but he doesn't have sort of like an artist's soul. He doesn't listen really to music. He doesn't really paint or, I mean, and he has great skill. If, if he does paint or draw something, it comes out almost like a diagram, right? So mm-hmm. he has great skill, but it's just his genius overwhelms his imagination like almost completely. And I've noticed that about really intelligent people that have known in my life is that they're, they're excellent problem solvers. I mean, down to like minute detail, but their imagination does lack. They, they don't they don't daydream they don't wander in fact i i think they treat that as sort of like an illness they avoid it at all costs yeah because you're not serving a direct cause right you're not you're not well you are that is the problem you're serving a very direct 
goal to prop to solve a problem to something that may not matter. It right. may it may not matter at all. You know what I mean? It may not be purposeful in any way. It's just what you were dictated to do. Mm. And our education system, I think, what Musk was saying is designed to make us like that. Like no matter how intelligent you are, in other words, you're still a laborer. Yeah, you're just you're just laboring in something well, that may like, not be useful. It's, it's like people say, oh, they don't they don't pay me to think. I just, I just do whatever I'm told. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah, but like so narrow minded. <laughs> yeah. Like like what what happens when you become you know the leader because if you're somewhere long enough and you do a good job eventually you'll become the leader right you'll be the teacher right yeah. and so like what are you are you just gonna who's gonna tell you what to do then right that's it's like, why it's like you have to be able to come up with these things on your own you have to know exactly. wh- why are they teaching you, you have this? to have a why, system why for, is this yeah. important like not only so it's not just about being you know a a, a, a rude person questioning all the time that's that's about intelligence that's about like i need to be able to understand this so when it happens again i know what to do and why i'm doing it that way i can transfer it to another problem that may be similar right because like it's like this works with this problem but if this thing's slightly different what else could i do to make this work that falls in line with these already proven methods yes no i agree um um i for one no matter what job i go to doesn't matter how simple or complicated the job is even while I'm learning, I'm developing a system for relearning or teaching. Mm-hmm. It, it, n- not necessarily for others, but for myself. Yeah, it's like, kind of like aids in, in horseback riding. Like you, you come back to your aids. Like yeah. you're simple, the the core of what it is to to be on a horse and command it. Right. I think like especially when you're teaching, like you you gain a greater understanding of whatever you're doing, whatever you're teaching. You you like because you're thinking about it in a critical way. Then it's like okay. I have all this knowledge now how would I teach it mm-hmm. and then you get into the details and everything and you start to realize oh yeah this was there I forgot yeah, about you learn this more piece. you remind yeah. yourself you, yeah, yeah. You, and you, you become better because yes. of it yeah I think being a teacher is just as much as important as being this you know my th- my theory has always been that um a true math a, a true teacher doesn't want to be a master he wants to be a student again and ma- mastery is sort of uh to call someone a master of something is 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 it sounds like the top of the mountain, right? Like that's the apex right. or the pinnacle of whatever the vocation or skill is. But I think once you're up there, what you really hunger most for, at least in my experience, I don't know if I would ever call myself a master at anything in my life, but when I reached moments where I felt like there was nothing left for me to learn, I became twice as hungry to learn because I I didn't want to stop learning. Right. In I other feel words. like you get, it would get boring, right? If I, you, yeah. If you, if you learned all there was to learn about one subject, it's like, okay. I know everything now. I feel that way with Norse mythology sometimes. It's like I wish there was so much. There was more stories. Yeah. I, like, all right, now I know it. I've, I've read. I've read the Poetic Edda and the Prose Edda like like twenty times. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've denoted. I know. I know it. You yeah. know. It's like well, I want to know something else. I want. I want to know more. Like, how are they worshipped? Like, how 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 are they? How would holidays go? How are how are they married? We don't know how. You know, a, mar- a Viking like uh, like an ancient. What, what do you believe? Are you are you agnostic, or if you had to choose, if you had to choose religion or make one up yourself, would you? Oh no, no, I don't think God's. I, I mean, I don't know. So like my standpoint on religion is, I just don't know. That's my standpoint. So just tr- like pure like neutral agnostic. Yeah, like I don't care anymore. I stopped trying to find the answer. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like if it exists, it exists. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like right. just, it, whatever. And I just, I just literally just don't have an opinion on if it, if it's real or not. Um, would I make a religion? No, I don't think so. I, I think cultivating the self is the most important thing. 
Uh, maybe that's the religion. I mean, when we did our religion episode way, way back, yeah, um, that was my religion was religion Z, right? Yeah. And it was about the self, like cultivating yourself and making yourself a better person and making it so that you have a better life. Because again, my standpoint is you're stuck with yourself forever. You can't escape yourself. Mm. So make yourself the best you can be for yourself. And I think that's what's really important. Because like following some kind of dogma and, and rules set by others and some ethereal power like is that you can't see and then that's what dictates your life. Like, no. I'm in control of my life. I make the decisions. I mean, everything is on me. So all the, I mean, not everything because like people help you in your life. Right. But my failures are my own. My successes are my own. I don't have to praise some God because things finally went right. Like, no, things went right because I, I worked hard. Things went right because I got things put into place. Yeah. People, as far as who you give credit to. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah, I don't give credit to, to to some to old. Jesus no. or yeah G- Buddha no like that's not that's not on them they even because even if they do exist like they're not showing it I yeah. mean Jesus was a real person and so was was the Buddha like they're real people but I don't think they're deep I I don't know that well I don't think we know that for sure yeah I think that's just no there, a, there's there's records uh, of, I don't think, I don't think so not not for certain I mean it's it's tough to even know like certain dictators lived for certain you know what I mean like pharaohs and 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 um, and Roman emperors because of, you know, a lack of enough evidence, stuff like that. And would it matter? I mean, even if, don't you think, I actually, I feel like if Jesus was in fact a real person, that still doesn't give him any divinity. I think it well, actually no, that's hurts what I, it, that's, I think. Well, that's what yeah. I mean, is that like. Like it hurts the, the Like tale. we have records of a person named that who. Who could have been, not necessarily well, yeah, are. I mean, that's, well, that's like I'm just anything saying, else in history, like you're that's saying. That's what I'm saying. H- history is pretty ambiguous. But, I mean, some things we can be certain of. I think, I think the most things, I think the most certain thing about any history is war. I think that's the only thing we can be sure of because, you know, a million people died or whatever. Some, when that <laughs> but, many but people who disappear. Was in a war, you don't know. No, you can, you can, you can even know that, I think. But after that, history gets really murky, like really murky. That's why I stopped studying history because I just, I, I realized I was, you know, I'm swimming in mud with no light. I don't know which, really which direction anything goes. And you realize that. Your access, there's so much lying in history, too. I mean, they're humans. Humans lie now. Look at all the lying being done to our face. Oh, oh yeah. Well, so. Especially with, like, records, right? Yeah. So, history is written by the victor. Right. So, like, well, well, were these people really to some degree, cannibalistic yeah. monsters? Or yeah. were they just, you know, Aztecs that were just living in the in the jungles right. with, with a, just as flourishing yeah, I mean, society they, they, as you? They referred to the Indians, of the the, tri- the Aborigines of the Americas as savages. Yeah. I mean, that's not a friendly word. That sounds like, you know, I mean, it's a horrific I, word. It's like I, someone I'm, who's coming to get you. I'm okay with being a savage. No. Not if someone's coming along to, like, burn down your city and rape your family. But you don't I'm, want to be I'm a savage. The, I'm, I'm the savage. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can die with that name. That's okay with me. <laughs> so, and... And they did, but um, yeah, I, 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 it's still interesting to me to try and learn. I think what I do now with my interest in history is, is I take, I take what I think I understand about present day history, if you want to put it in terms like that, and then lay make a frame of that in my mind, and then lay that over what I think the framework of ancient man was like, even like say a hundred years ago, yeah. two hundred years ago, and see where the differences are to try and understand to try and understand humanity 
not really humanity in its state, but in its evolution. Because mm. we live such short lives that it's it's just amazing. I am blown. Sometimes I'm just driving my car and I'm struck like lightning by the thought and blown away by the, the thought that anything around us is working that that we get along at all about anything we think or do it's just mind-blowing to me i almost feel like i am being drugged somehow you know like <laughs> like fluoride in the water yeah, like right. how how is it that i'm not losing my mind right now you, you know being like forced to be this docile yeah to be so docile because it's just like you're, you're you can feel in your body you aren't a docile creature you're not supposed to be docile and yet you can see that most humans most actions by humans aren't docile actions they're violent actions they're yeah. you know aggressive whether maybe, good or maybe bad maybe that's part of our depression comes from in our society i think so is that we're we're meant to be out there doing things but we're being forced to be in this cubicle and, yes. and tight spaces and and being forced to be well like we said docile and and not achieving things absolutely so man. maybe that's where a lot of it because i think a lot of people want to do, achieve greatness you know a lot of most people want to do good things and they want to they want to go out there and conquer but we're we're so we're always forced to keep our head down to focus on what our work is and just do your job and then go home and do and sit down on a couch and watch tv and then do repeat you know mm-hmm. so i think that's where the the lack of lack of nuance lack, well, lack there's a of, lack of ambition uh, yeah that, that are not really ambition because ambition is is the will to to do something i think we have the will we just don't have the means so whatever the lack of me uh, uh ambition means that would be because that, i that's think what, though too i it makes it sound like we want to like be all be you know warmongers or conquerors i, I well i don't mean con- when i say conquer i don't mean like over a person that's or, what i thought you meant or, more like even just even like just have a family and a home that's to conquer something yeah out you, of life right yeah. yes yeah to conquer out of life i mean if you garden yeah that's conquering right right you've i hear con- you. you you've achieved you 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 went through something that was str- it was had strife and you overcame that that's right. a conquer if you train a horse that's a conquer mm-hmm. you know you have a, it's a victory yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah it's victories yeah and you have to have these victories in life otherwise <laughs> there's what are you what are you living for what are you doing it's an excellent question is that the thought we shall leave our listeners with today what the fuck are you doing <laughs> if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't that also helps <laughs> yeah especially if you're still listening then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life.